Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement. Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity to present special guest Katie Thompson to the show today. Healthcare executive, empty nester, cancer survivor, single mom of twins, dating app extraordinaire. And we're going to get into her dating app. It's called Leap Meet. I'm just so excited to have Katie on. She's been dealing with a lot as a single mom and as an executive and everything else she does, where she decided she wanted to go on a Tinder date. And it started (laughs) during that time where it became a no-show. Our guest is going to get into that. But basically, she sat at a bar alone and pondered, why aren't these dating apps working? The concept itself motivated her to look into starting her own dating app. And that I find to be extraordinary because when you have a situation where you're frustrated about something... Most of us just get frustrated and give up. Our guest isn't giving up at all. And I think being a cancer survivor and everything else that she's been doing is leading her to be motivated to get away from the dating car. Kind of like stumbling across a dumpster fire on the side of the road that you want to pass, but you can't because there's not much you can do with traditional dating apps. So <laughs> I'm really excited to have Katie on to talk about these things. I want to talk to her about the whole thing about being ghosted and overcoming that, overcoming cancer, we have that in common. And also, what's her take on these various issues of dating as a single mom in our modern age and what's going on with Leap Meat and all these other kind of things. So it's a great pleasure. I welcome Katie Thompson to the show. Welcome to the show. Hi. I think you just asked me 42 questions in a row there. <laughs> I had to get into your background because I love to have notable people on the show. And you're one of these people that 
calling you notable isn't really giving you justice because <laughs> of the obstacles and the resiliency and everything that you've overcome and that you are overcoming. It makes me want to be able to share your personal experiences with our audience because I I believe a lot ever since I started the show several years ago, I've had the benefit of learning myself from every guest that I interview. Yeah, and- I think you and I are both very good at juggling a million balls for one, and then two, getting out of the problem and into the solution. Even with, we'll take it down to cancer. Hey, you have cancer. Okay, great. This is terrible. But now what? The people that kind of self-loathe those aren't my people. Same with dating apps. How many people have you heard this? The dating pool sucks. It's terrible. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) So now let's fix it. (laughs) And that's why I want to ask you, because we were talking, and this always happens to me before I start recording. We'll start talking. (laughs) And there's some points that I want to get on the episode, but we've already said it, but I'm going to revisit it with you. Sure. Because I just, I have to thank you, by the way, Podmatch for the introduction. I'll just say that I always do that with it. But I want to ask you about your experience with cancer itself. Because I think what I mentioned to you before we started, I had kidney cancer in 2018 and you had your cancer. And I want to ask you like the psychological, the spiritual aspects of it, overcoming the internal conflict within yourself when you first find out that this is something that you have to contend with. A lot of times people don't really discuss that when they talk about cancer. They always talk about the prognosis, the treatment, I got better and I'm in remission. There's a lot that's skipped over. Yeah, there is a lot that's skipped over, but... um... Like I said, I'm pretty quick at getting into the solution. I, that, I think the biggest thing that came out of cancer for me was my twins were 15, so they're really impressionable. At the time, it was really good lesson for them to say, hey, you know what? You know what? Life throws you curveballs. Yeah, I'm going to be bald. I'm going to look a little crazy at your games for a little bit. <laughs> my son was, my daughter was fine with it. My son, not so much. Bald is beautiful. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm at I did again. not rock it like you are. Let me tell you, <laughs> this does not look right, bald. So it's, hey, yeah, this happened and here we go and just figuring out what we're going to do about it. And, you know, I had a little party, we shaved my head and yeah, it sucked. But uh, you teach your kids that this too shall pass. And here it's been four years. I know you've had a couple little scares. Knock on wood. I've been good for a few years. <laughs> you see me knocking, right? <laughs> I, I shared this with you privately before we started. I also you can put on my social media as public. I had a cancer scare last quarter of last mm-hmm. year. And it was from a kidney stone I had, and they found a growth on my right kidney in it at the time from the CAT scan. I had to wait three months for it to be clarified that it's not and all that. And that exercise, it's very unsettling, but yeah. it makes you appreciate everything else. When you get the clear signal, you're like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, like last time. Yeah. So, I act big and tough. Oh, it was not that big a deal, but wait till I get a call and I'll be like, oh no. <laughs> and I was going to say every year on the September 26th, that's my anniversary year of being cancer free. Yeah. It's like a second birthday, right? It's, it's that extra opportunity to make your life that much more meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. That was some shit too. And then you're dating someone. You t- I was like, do I tell him? Do I tell this guy? Oh. Hey, by the way, I have cancer. <laughs> but how did you do that? Let's get into the dating aspect of things. I think what really caught my attention, even beyond you having the cancer, was when you commiserated and, and said that you had been on trying to operate within Tinder and, and the Tinder world, as we'll call it, or Bumble world, Tinder. Oh my God. And you, 14 you years. Yeah. And that's really and more you, of a survivorship than cancer, to be honest with you. I agree. I think cancer is a, a thing we have to hurdle over, but trying to figure out these this dating world right now with the technology and it's a lot of times matter. you think it makes it easier, but in fact, it makes it more difficult. Yeah. You just nailed it. 
we're so interconnected right now. We can pick up our phone and have 10 dates scheduled by the by midnight. But yet depression, anxiety, loneliness, 20% of people consider themselves lonely with at your fingertips, you have a million people you can talk to. And you know, what's going down are human interactions and social skills are just tanking. And I'm looking at it from a dating aspect, but it's really just a bigger problem than that. I hire people day in and day out and I have to ask them, will you talk on the phone? (laughs) Are you afraid to meet people in person? It's just become a huge problem globally, but yeah. I want to ask you this since you are an executive and you understand graces in terms of if you tell somebody you're going to be somewhere, you show up (laughs) and I'm going to, I'm going to, this is the time for me to make my little plug it myself. (laughs) We were supposed to do this interview last week and I didn't show up and I indirectly ghosted you and I deeply apologize. I do want to talk about ghosting because it's not a topic I get to cover on my show very much. For me, I'm in my 40s. Yeah. And I never understood what ghosting meant until a couple of years ago when it happened to me with somebody I really cared about and liked. Still, I wound up meeting someone through an app, got a very strong connection through just interacting with each other. And about 10 months later, after that seeing that person another time, I got ghosted the next day. What it did for me was it plunged me into a, this was about three years ago in April. It plunged me into a, a period of despair. I felt like I didn't understand what happened. I started questioning why. I'd never had anyone outright just push me away, shut the door, put a triple lock on and make you feel like you become invisible overnight. Yeah, right. you can go on social media and see these, this person or you can... It becomes really challenging. And one of the things I'll say is, even though I went through that whole experience, I learned from that experience that as a child, that I used to be ignored a lot. I was in a single parent family. So I used to get ignored a lot by my grandmother or my mom working too many jobs or my dad not being there or my uncle being absent and not being around us. And then going into adult relations, it triggered this whole self-evaluation within myself. Like, why am I so bothered by the fact that I liked this person and I got ghosted? And why is it such a big deal to me even to go through that and realize it impacted me if the other person who ghosted me didn't think about it that much as I had to go through the experience myself. And I wanted to see, did you have an experience like that yourself where you got close to somebody and they pulled away and ghosted you? Or was it I want to ask you your reflection on this stuff. Yeah. And ghosting, there's so many different layers to it. And when people are new to dating apps, you really have to almost have a little bit of a shield of armor. And that's something that you learn over time. Newbies, they talk to someone, they have this big, meaningful conversation for two hours one night and they get all these feels and then they get ghosted. I'm like, no, he was probably married and bored. (laughs) That's not really ghosted. But like you said, when you actually meet in real life, then you can start to form an attachment. Multiple times. Multiple times. (laughs) I dated, someone, I dated someone a full year. We were exclusively dating a full year. And he basically ghosted. He basically just disappeared. He did send me a have a nice life text. <laughs> so, Isn't that worse? It was just silliness. But you just have to realize that just because you have this emotional maturity, a lot of people don't. And you want them to be able to feel what you feel. But a lot of people are really just cold inside and don't even can't even build that connection. I think in my situation, just coming from a personal experience, I know I have a strong, I still feel like I have a strong connection to this person and we haven't talked in three years. Sounds crazy, right? You have some psychic abilities. Yeah, that (laughs) does. 
have to be honest with you, like having a dream or two about this person and then all of a sudden like thinking about that person, it does reinforce that whole, hey, it's been three years. It's so weird because we had the COVID thing and everything else happened in this world. Come to the conclusion though, and I think this is part of at least me bringing in spirituality in this for a minute. I've come to the point where I've been able to release the negativity of that experience from a few years ago. And I've forgiven the person and I feel like Good. they through a lot in their own way that they probably didn't even reflect on what happened when they did what they did. And then I just always say that the door is always open to that person or anyone that if you really care about them, even if they ghost you, it may right. be something that you didn't even know was going on in that person's life. And I've studied this enough to think about that. I wanted, in other words, when people get ghosted, they think, oh my God, it's me. It's something I did, something I had to do. And the right. reality is you might've just been like a drive-by car accident. You might've <laughs> just been walking into the situation and you not know, realize. There's some crazy statistics about online dating. And I think one of them is 20% of people are actually talking to more than 11 people at the same time. Yeah, more than 11 people. So think about where you fall. They might be the center of your real world, but where are you in their world? That you need closure. You don't. You can give yourself closure. You don't need that other person. Otherwise, we'd just all be spinning out there. <laughs> I need closure. But well, you got to give it to yourself. And that's been the biggest part of the journey for me is finding closure and everything. Because that's the hardest thing is connecting, right? Even though we're in such an interconnected world, having the ability, the capacity to have a real connection with somebody where you can literally sit there and talk like we're talking now, but right. have that you connect with and not fear getting vulnerable to, not fear that if someone asks you what your favorite music is, you don't say all kinds. You could say, <laughs> I like rock, I like pop, whatever. Or it's, it's an issue. Even when you meet someone in real life, you're already thinking, are you talking to 10 people? I don't want to like you more than you like me. It's like this game of, like, where do, you, where do I fall on a scale of one to 10 in your world? This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So how did you arrive at, in your situation, when you went through this ghosting experience and these other negative situations involving online dating, how did you get to the point where you decided that you wanted to create your own dating app? I was always that straight A student, right? And you always get thrown in these group projects and you look around and you're like, guess it's going to be me. <laughs> Who's going to fix this? Okay, no one else. Okay, me. But no, I was literally sitting at a restaurant, a bar one day, killing time over this Tinder date that didn't basically show up. I looked around and everyone was on their phones swiping. And isn't that's crazy. We're all swiping, but no one sees. It's like you can't see the forest through the trees. So we, I really realized we just need some kind of identifier to identify who's right in front of us. You can see that person, right? You can see what they look like. You can see that they have something in common with you because you're at the same bar in the same part of town. So yeah, my app is really just identifies who around you is single. It's not going to work super great at a bar, but think of like a cruise, think of your gym, think of bigger 
bigger venues, Coachella, a bigger... You're saying a music um, festival. Music festivals, professional conferences I have to go to every year that are just painful. I got Um, one of those coming up next month. There you go. coming out? Probably July 4th. (laughs) But won't it be nice to be like, who's here? Who's right here right now? It doesn't mean you have to walk up and tap them on the shoulder, but at least it, it eliminates some of the hurdles that we're going through, the lies, the married guys, the what do you really look like? It eliminates some of those hurdles. I have some best friends that are single moms that try to date. And I'm basically a, a person to call to listen to. Like, out. <laughs> I, they commiserate me all the time. They get attention from so many guys, like you said. And, and this one, like I could think of someone in their mid thirties, who's a single mom. And she says, I literally go through and I see all these people's pictures and then we match and we connect and then we set up a time and I'll go on a date with them this guy and he comes across really great and all I'm not like all the other guys. And then, and then we spend time together. And the next thing you know, within a few weeks, they're not around. And my, I got divorced. My twins were five. So I went through this and it's your time alone. When you have joint custody, it's so valuable that you're like, do I want to take my time to meet this guy across town? So it's more valuable than this for me today. Yeah, that that's also with my app in mind. You're already out. You're already dressed. You're already where you are. It's none of this. Let's figure out our joint custody schedules and how to get around a town of 5 million people. You're already there. <laughs> How's in your experience? Because the one complaint that my one friend says is that most of these guys don't want to be in a stable relationship. They're not looking for, they want a situationship. And, and then the women who try to date, my friends who are single moms, they get afraid to even try to be the vulnerable one first, because if they say, I like you, saying the word, I like you is like cursing the person, right? Spitting on their mom's grave and saying, get away from me. I never want to be with you again. Don't ever use the word love, but like We're all even playing person. this game of, I don't want to like you more than you like me. So, I want to ask you, like, what do you think is the best way to deal with guys that are like that, that are a relationship avoidant, but they're on these dating apps. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense. If everyone could just be honest, that'd be great. <laughs> looking, What am I looking for? It's not that difficult, people. You're either looking for something real, you're looking for something tonight, you're looking for a friend. Just if people are just honest. But that's definitely one of the hurdles that we're just trying to jump through. How would you, let's say someone listening to this right now, let's say one of my friends who's listening and says, mm-hmm. oh, wow, I can completely connect with what we're talking about. And I actually think people go through levels of mental health as a result of this frustration of either being ghosted or being spun around the merry-go-round of dating apps or yeah. going and getting attached to somebody and they pull away or it makes it much more complicated than it was 20, 30 years ago. And I was going to say, if you think of our listeners, what advice would you give somebody that's going through that rigmarole right now and being bounced around from app to app, guy to guy, um, trying to find stability? It's a problem. And just when you're early on going it with almost a grain of salt, chat with whoever you want to chat with, but don't connect. Don't act like you have this big, deep connection with anyone that you've never met in real life. And that's, again, my app is going to really speed up that process. It just reverse engineers everything. You really shouldn't be spending three weeks swiping left and right on the same guys and chitty chatting and forming this deep connection. No, get off your couch, (laughs) go live your life, go to your conferences, go on a cruise, go out with your friends and see who's around. It, it should just eliminate a lot of this in-between nonsense. Can you tell us a little about Leap Meet? And when you, if you're going to release it in July, what do you anticipate? 
for our audience if they want to find out more about it, what they can do to I'll get Yeah, you can go right now. You can just go to leapmeet.com and you can sign up to get notified when it does launch. I live in Phoenix. It's all geolocation. Of course, the app when it launches can work anywhere. You can go to your gym in Boston and turn it on, but I'm going to be marketing in Phoenix and Vegas first. So it'll probably take off there first. I'm going to go to a lot of like large venues, concerts, we have all these insane pool parties in the summer. <laughs> you know how this goes. I think it's going to work really well at gyms. I know I'd like to know who's single at my gym. So. How about this? How do you verify if someone's single or not? It's the same type of thing like any app. You got to go on the word of the person. If you're trying to lie and be a keyboard warrior and you're married, you're not. This isn't the app for you. Like you, we, you want to be noticed out in the wild, right? This is using technology to go old school. I keep hearing over and over, I want to meet someone organically. This is the best I can do, people. <laughs> An identification app of who is available and single. I like about your ideas. I like the fact, the venue idea. I like being able to go to a conference convention or a, a meeting place and whittle right. away. It gives you a chance to talk to somebody you would never talk to before. Right. And it doesn't mean you have to have some big in-depth. It might not be your forever person, but you're out and about. You're socializing. You're getting off your couch. There's 8,000 dating apps right now, 8,000. And to so much so that the app store won't let you add another dating app. My software engineer said, we're going to have to call it a mental health app. And at first I thought that was hilarious. But then I thought, you know what? That's kind of what it is. our mental health is so deteriorating from not being around humans. I, it's kind of what it is. It gets people out and about and socializing. What do you think about... Like if a guy disappears in your case, if you're talking to somebody and I've had friends, this happened to as well. They're really interested in the person, really interested in them. And then they disappear for a few days. A few days, they're going out with someone else probably. But overall, like now they have the, just the general philosophy. It was just the trash taking itself out. That wasn't your person. It's I'm better at it now. Just moving along versus year one, I would say 2009. People, people ask me that all the time as a psychic. Oh, am I going to meet the right person for myself? The one? And I, one of the things I tell them, and I think it's more my lawyer brain in this part of it as a disclaimer to say, I'm, it's not my, it's not me to say, this is your one. That's for right. you and the person working together and making it work. And what's good enough? Is it okay if you get along 50% of the time? Is that okay with you? Do, are you that, do you not want to be alone that much? Or do you need, are you looking for Mr. Perfect 10 out of 10? I don't know. That's, well, that's and it also depends on where you're at in your life too, right? <laughs> I'm 47 right now. 20 years ago, I was not in the same place I'm in now and looking for right. the same I'm looking for now. So I, I'm I, 49 I, and I spent the weekend <laughs> with my parents and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> you mean being older, older? My mom takes care of my dad a little bit. Because I'm like, I don't know. There's role reversals as you get older. Like yeah. it makes it a challenge when you think about where we both are. We're Gen X's, right? We're Gen X. Yeah. And when yeah. you think about our generation, all the stuff we've lived through and witnessed and observed, and then trying to think, how are we going to find a perfect, there's no such thing as a perfect match, in my opinion. It's more like uh -huh. when we were talking about mental health stuff earlier, it's trying to find a person that doesn't trigger you, isn't right. narcissistic, isn't abusive, isn't going to be prone to ghost you it, or disappear or cheat on you or be married already or <laughs> it's a long list of not. I've had all right? of the above and I'm like. This is a long list of knots. This is it's sad. The more I, the more I research dating apps, the less I want to be dating, which is terrible. 
I like to use the excuse that I'm working on myself or I'm working on my career or I'm focused on other priorities right now. I am. I know. Yes. You know what I mean? When I say that I just think time passes, the more I'm okay with dating myself, so to speak, in the sense that right. I can go on trips by myself. It's like the Miley Cyrus song, you know, <laughs> I can go buy myself flowers. I don't buy myself flowers, but I can go to a restaurant. <laughs> I can go on a trip. I can oh, support yeah. myself. I have animals. I have two parents. I have, obviously you need to have someone in your life eventually, but for the time being, right. I'm totally content with holding out until I meet the right person for myself. You find that with yourself as well? That you Yeah. And I've even, I haven't done the solo travel thing, but I'm peeking into that world. Like I, this might be fun. Get out and about and meet people. You don't, I think being a hermit is terrible. I think it's a terrible idea, regardless if you're dating or not. But going out as a single person, I think it's great. It's very liberating. I went to Europe yeah. years ago and yeah. I went eight days and I did multiple city trips, Central Europe, wound up in Prague, stayed longer there, did it all by myself. And yeah. I loved it. And I'll tell you why I loved it. It was liberating to be able to go spend two days in the museum if I wanted to, with no one nagging right. me, like, why don't we go to a bar? Let's do this. Let's do that. <laughs> but you get to do it on your time and how you want. You just right. have to be sensible about it. But yeah, I don't mean to advocate for going on trips by yourself. I'm just saying that. And there is a question coming out of this. So my question is, as we become more self-reliant as a culture, as we become more independent how do you think that's going to change the way these apps work with dating or the way that people interact with each other in the future? Even being self-reliant, people still need people. I think there's, I saw something where like 10% of married people, and it's a lot in cities, don't even live together, which is crazy, but they still need each other. So I think maybe our independence, we get, I don't know if I particularly want to live with someone, but we still need people in our lives. Um, there's a definite place for it, even if it's doesn't look like the traditional marriage that it looked like in 1960. People need interaction and people. How do you look at the later, you were talking about your parents. Like, how do you see yourself in the later years of life as a, in terms of baby? <laughs> I don't know. Because on one hand, do I want to, I also work in, with, with seniors. I'm in healthcare. I know we deal a lot with seniors and I see the ones that are pretty lonely. They're in their eighties and living in assisted living alone. And I think that's, sad also. But then you see the ones that are ended up taking care of the other one and that's hard on them as well. I don't know where I fall on that. I do have a good friend who in 2030, we're going to sit down and have a chat and see if we just want to say screw it and get married. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's funny you say that because I know what you're talking about where there's friends you have <laughs> that you're so close with. Hey, if you're going to be two, three years from now, if you're still single and I'm still single, maybe we should change that. 2030. So we have seven years to find a person. So our goal is not to go down this road, <laughs> but it's a running joke. Hey, 2030 is coming. You don't want to be considered a lifer on the dating apps, right? <laughs> I mean, I've had people tell me, and, I, and this isn't as much on me, but close friends of mine that do these apps more than I do. And they'll say, yeah, there's this person I met on an app two years ago. And then I went off that app and now I'm on Tinder, for example, and they got reconnected to me. And I'm like, I didn't like them then. I don't like them now. I'm not even responding. I know. We do have this negative connotation of seeing the same people over and over, but it doesn't mean that we're, it, I don't, I wouldn't put too much weight in it. People bounce on and off apps. How many times have you deleted apps? I delete them at least three times a year. <laughs> back on. And like this whole ghosting, before the apps existed, people didn't ghost each other the same way. Usually you met people through connections you had. 
at a party, school. Craigslist. I met my I, first online person off Craigslist. <laughs> did. I never used Craigslist for that, but I'm saying, but years ago, before computers were as prevalent and before dating apps were as prevalent, people didn't necessarily, they'd go on blind dates or whatever they called them, but they weren't right. like the way that it's not as prolific as a phenomenon as it is now where people right. can so loosely meet each other and the next time never talk to each other again or whatever it is. I will say one thing, a beauty of, of meeting someone on an app though, is when you, when it just ends, regardless of how it ends, chances are you'll never see that person again. Unlike when you're in the same social circle or your aunt fixed you up and they're their best friend and now they're going to be at all the party, you know, <laughs> when things go sideways off of an app, you'll never see that person again. It's, you know, I'd love to see, I'd love to see the real statistics from these apps where people get matched versus staying together versus never like disconnecting. What does that look like? We don't know that, obviously. UC Berkeley did a pretty good study recently who gave a lot of statistics. And it's the statistics even said 40, almost 50% of people on Tinder are not single. They're either married or in a long-term relationship. This was Tinder. This was just a shared Tinder. It did say about 10% of people end up in a relationship. It doesn't say if it's three months, six months, a year. It doesn't say what that is. I think that's a little high. I think their definition of relationship is probably three months. Apps are really good at getting you addicted to apps, but they're not good at getting people to actually meet and have real relationships, which is what I'm trying to fix, really. People who try to game the app, where, like you said, they're either married, they're in a relationship, and they just want to escape that relationship or whatever it is in life to try to find something else. And that's just their momentary thing. And here you are, or I am going on the app thinking, oh, we'll meet someone cool. We'll connect with somebody. It'll be a new beginning. (laughs) <laughs> it's and if you notice a lot of the a lot of the apps are jumping into more and more gamification been a trend over the last five years or so where buy some roses or do this and that or send them coins it's and i'm like i don't want games in my app at all that's the beauty like of a, a super app. a superstar you can hit a button and it makes them right, superstars right, or right you can get to the top of the deck for an extra two dollars and you it's oh it's an addiction it's almost like gambling to my mom and Casino for Mother's Day. It's like going playing slot machines, but you're playing yeah. with people's profiles. And <laughs> it's gotten really out of control. It's apps are really good at getting people addicted to apps, but as far as meeting and having real relationships, no, nah, this isn't working. Tell us about your marathon experience. Oh, yeah, those are hard. <laughs> I ran track and cross country in college. So it was just the next step of when that ended. Now what? I've just been doing this all my life. And so a couple of friends and I from the track team said, let's run a marathon. So we kind of, it's like, we almost had practice every day still. And it's great to do when you're younger, once you get older and you're, it's honestly, I don't think it's very good for you. I don't think, I don't think it's very good for your knees and your feet anymore when you're approaching 50, but glad I did it. Not interested in doing it anymore. I will say marathon expos is a world I'm very familiar with and it's a very big and I think Leap Meet is going to work very well at these expos. Other runners meeting other runners. You're already there for three days together afterwards. <laughs> I have to interject for one minute because yeah. I you just said that I had a premonition. I did the Disney marathon, half Ooh. marathon, two halves and a full. That's how I did it. My grandfather died and I raised money for the American Stroke Association got the marathoning. Okay. And when you mentioned the app idea that you just mentioned with the expos, with mm-hmm. the marathon, when I, I did those by myself too. So I went to Disney World, stayed at the Magic Kingdom and ran the race. And I remember I ran the race by myself. And I'm going to tell you that my experience, I found a running partner that day, this 
I forgot the person's name, her name, but we ran. She did my, I did my 13 miles the quickest I ever did in my life just because I had someone to do you it. You got a pacer. Yeah. I had a pacer and she's running yeah. a much faster pace than me. <laughs> but that would be the perfect venue for you to utilize or the perfect opportunity. I think you should definitely heavily invest into the, because you know, there's a whole marathon culture. And yeah. the was so much fun when you get to see all the stuff that runners can use, the gels and yeah. the stuff and, and the and what's this the app? I'm still tweaking it with people, but it doesn't have to be just for dating. There's you can put a toggle on there that says you're networking. You could even put on there looking for a pacer for a nine-minute mile pace. It doesn't matter what you put on there, you can identify people around you. So it doesn't have phenomenal. to be yeah. I mean, I'm marketing it for dating, but you can you know, you can go to a networking event and say, Hey, I'm looking for a assistant. I don't care what you put on. <laughs> and it just identifies who's around you. Have you envisioned this in terms of your mind as, as a creative download? I believe heavily in creative downloads, like intellectual, in, intuitively, I'll have downloads about who I want to have on my show or create a show concept or, and then I'll just have to sit there and I'll have to write it out, type it out, stop what I'm doing, record it on my phone, get it out there. Do you have anything like that with this app? And when you designed it to happen like that, where you got aha moments and downloads of information that kind of came to you and what you wanted to do? Constantly. I, my notes section in my phone I, is now I just, it's just I love like that. a scroll because you're don't, no matter where you are, you have something. I got to remember this. So you're, you'll hear someone. I listen to Clubhouse a lot and they're like, oh, I got to remember that person or to talk to that person or I should go to Marathon Expos. I love Marathon Expos, even if I don't yeah. do the race. Yeah. I love to be able to go to those things because they have so many cool things. It's like Christmas in July. Or... I know. And I've reached out to a couple. They're a little bit hard to break into. I haven't found the right person, but I've never gotten a response back of like, how do I get a little tent or how does this work? Or So I'll need to put a little more effort into that. Going through cancer and overcoming stage three cancer for yourself and doing yeah. all these amazing other things you're doing. How has that influenced your viewpoint on your own spirituality? Like we're not just here in the physical world. We transcend, we're all interconnected or whatever it is. I have my own personal beliefs, but I want to ask you, like, how has that shaped your own viewpoint on your life right now, where you are, your point of view and all those kind of things? Wish I had some big light bulb moment when I did have cancer and I was just waiting for it. What am I going to learn? I'm so excited to learn something. I can't say I had that. I grew up super religious, structured religious. So I am not that anymore. I'm definitely spiritual. I don't love the conformity of sitting in church for three hours a week. I don't personally think that you're going to go to hell for eating bacon. Everyone's got their own belief on that. There is a higher power. I know there is. And I feel like I'm being called to do something bigger than just physical therapy. And this to me is my bigger. I really want to help people just get out and meet. Therapies for the masses, right? A social therapy. Right? Yes. Yes. We're all just in this. Everyone I talk to is just dating apps suck and I'm so lonely and I'm depressed. And even people on dating apps, I think I've read that 25% of people now have decreased self-esteem because of these dating apps. 25% of app users. And that carries on to you're your paying for that. world. <laughs> you're paying for that. And you're and paying that, for that. <laughs> that carries into your life. That carries into your work, your kids. I'm sure I when the kids were little, I'm sure I got ghosted on Tinder and yelled at them one day. I'm sure I did. <laughs> I never had it happen until I was like 43, 44. Never had it happen. Not a day in my life. Your, this nonsense affects your life. And I just want to, I can't fix it, but I want to improve it. Tell us a little more about your Facebook groups and how that worked into your idea of creating Leap Meet. 
it's funny. I my idea of starting this app came first, and then I said I need to start doing learning how to do social media. Right, this is not my world. I am not a huge fan. I can't even. Instagram is still baffling to me, but Facebook. So I did my very first post on Facebook, and that an hour later, my oncologist called me and said, "You have cancer, and you need to get home." I was in Colorado, and um, after that, I backburnered it. And then my very next post on there is me being bald, and I wanted to watch my hair grow back. So I've been doing that podcast for, or it's not a podcast, but a vlog for what three, four years. So if you go way back, I'm bald, <laughs> and then I watch my hair grow back. And, you know, I just want to try to help the newbies because like the law, you know, you guys have your own language, right? We don't, I don't, I, when I need an attorney, I just dread it. I don't know what, what these contracts mean. People don't know what these dating apps are. They don't understand the verbiage. They don't understand the game. So I really am trying to help the newbies along. <laughs> One of the things I had to learn, what a kissy face emoji was and how you can communicate with emojis or how like certain abbreviated words. Yes. Do not skip the abbreviated words. Look them up. <laughs> they are important. <laughs> They're just as important as anything else. But right. it is a learning curve when you really think about it. It's a big, it's learning. a huge learning curve. You're very vulnerable. You just got divorced. Probably you jump on here and you talk to someone for two hours. And now your little heart is crushed. It's like, no, this is just the game. <laughs> this is just the process. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy. But you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. It makes me think of loving yourself first when you deal with, like you said, you have to have your armor up. You have to also love yourself first and know that when you're going on this expedition, you might deal with a band of thieves. You might deal with a serial cheater. You, it's like kind of like yeah. the experience of life, right? Like you, you put on like the Allstate commercial and the guy's pretending to be Havoc and he comes in and <laughs> you come out. Yeah. It's almost like that's the way a dating app is like. You go on there never knowing what it exactly is yeah. going to bring you. It could bring you chaos. It could bring you disappointment. It could bring you amazement. It's all about human nature and how we interact with each other. And, and I think, at least from my vantage point perspective, how to put it all together and assemble your mind where you go on this thing, you don't take it so to heart that if someone mistreats you, you right. can just back away from that person and say, not today. Right. Or if you really like somebody, then you could pray that, that person will like you enough to at least be respectful of your interests or have the capacity to empathize with you if they don't like you at the same level or they're in a different state of their own. It's it's right. That's it's the thing. The person on the other end might not be where you are. They may have been doing this 15 years and they're a little jaded. <laughs> Versus newbie just coming out. This is our first time meeting someone. They're in diff way different places. Ready for the slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> they're in way different places. Fresh meat, ready for the slaughter versus uh, someone who's an experienced veteran who's very jaded. 
get out there, meet, yes, but have your guard up a little bit and be smart. Check into who this see if the person's who they say they are. Find out, figure out if they're married. Just things that mistakes that I made that I hope others don't. Look them up and do a background check if possible. Go on Ben Verified or one of these and spend yeah. the 30 bucks and see. Right. It's 30 bucks a month, people. Do it. Do it. And I'm in some female groups that like one person is like, hey, I got Ben Verified for this month. Who needs me to look up people? <laughs> That's awesome. We kind of share like, it's your month to do it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I want to ask you this. We're running low on time, but if our audience yeah. wants to reach out to you, how would they best find you? Leapmeet.com is my landing page. Gives you a little bit of information about what the app is, and it gives you an opportunity to just put your email in there. And that way, when the lead, the app does officially launch, which, like I said, probably July, then they'll get notified that it's out there. It's, it doesn't sign you up. It doesn't do anything but notify you it's out there. It's totally free. I have no way to even take your credit card number. <laughs> Everyone's like, "What does it cost?" I'm like. Unfortunately, it's totally free. I have no way. To, I have no way to monetize this right now. Maybe down the road, though. Absolutely, that is the goal. Advertising um, you know, sponsorships or something like that, I could see uh, for you. There's you know the the same way to monetize as most other ones do. But right now, I just want to get it out there and get some feedback and fix the bugs and get it to get it to working. I'll ask you this: When you mm-hmm. look at reflect on your 49 years on this planet, yeah. what do you think from your perspective? would be the most important thing you want to be remembered for. If you like, I'm not saying you're going anywhere, but if you were to write an epitaph for yourself today, like what would you want it to be? I would love to be known as the person that disrupted this dating app disaster. That would be amazing. Dating disruptor. A, da- a disruptor. Absolutely. Perhaps. I would be like the Uber, t- uh, the cab companies. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the thorn in the side of the big dating apps. <laughs> what are your views on dating experts? I think they're great. That's not my world. But I really like like Matthew Hussey and Jake Maddock. I really love that they're like, go out and find your person and bring them back to us. And then we'll figure out if you're going to work. That's two different lanes. That's not my lane. I'm like, let me help you find a person. What you do after that is that's on you. <laughs> but I, I, like, I like a few of them. I don't think just like life coaches, I think they were good and bad, obviously. I did the training for it. I just haven't finished up yet. I got to get that done just for my own personal benefit. Cause I, with what I do and stuff, but yeah, I, I think like anything, it all starts with the responsibility of the person. Anyone listen to us right now, when your app launches, I encourage them to download it, check it out and become familiar with it. Right. And I definitely think you're going to see some niches for yourself developing with the marathon stuff and with different groupings of people yeah. who are sick of the traditional dating apps. You're like, the undating app, that's cool. And I, I really, truly do want you to get off of the app. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me if you're on there or not. It's not like you're going to send out an award for someone like on YouTube who has a million views. You're not going to send out <laughs> somebody who's been on a dating app for five years. That's not a congratulatory <laughs> thing. You get an award. Yeah, it's not a congratulatory thing. It's like, you know what it is. But I right. think what I enjoyed about having you on today is just being able to simplify a complicated issue like online dating. Yeah, and, I like to have real life application of this stuff. And I, anyone who's been through online dating will probably commiserate with what we're talking about with the different examples. Absolutely. And like I said, I'm not going to fix all the problems, but I think I'm eliminating some hurdles and trying to make it easier to actually meet someone. And what I'm really excited about having you on is just to be able to share your experiences, to show our audience that 
you can feel frustrated about your experience on an app. It doesn't mean you got to stay that way. You can make changes. And that's what I like a lot about your story and what you're doing right now. Absolutely. Anyone who's in the mess of it, like I am, hang in there. <laughs> there are good people out there. You just have to go out and meet face to see if they're that person or not. And that's a challenge. I just want to thank Katie Tossick for coming on the show today. I have to tell our audience that having her on has been a refreshing experience for me. And I'm just really happy that she's overcome the challenges of cancer and is taking everything that she's experiencing and making it into a situation where we could really change how we look and approach dating apps. I love the concept that she's utilizing for Leap Meet. I encourage our audience to check this stuff out. I'm going to have all the information for Katie and for the audience in our show notes. I will tell anybody who's ever been ghosted or ever gone through a, a frustrating situation with dating is don't give up hope. From my own personal experience that I talked about a little while ago, like even in my situation, yeah, it could be frustrating being left behind. But at the same time, you could say there's a journey inward you take. Part of the thing that when you deal with a dating situation that doesn't work out is look within yourself and be able to forgive yourself for whatever it is. If you feel like you're stuck on something and forgive the other person, like Katie said, you don't need closure from the other person to move forward. You don't have to have a dumpster fire experience on these apps. It's what you make of it. So try to treat it what it is. It's an opportunity to meet new people, but I think this new Leap Meet app will be something to definitely check out. So hang in there. We've made it through a lot the last few years. It's going to get better for us. And that includes dating and everything else we go through. So stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook, and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. Electric Acid Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Electric acid.